0: This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. (laughs) Feed me! Meow, meow, meow!
1: Because of this podcast, I'm a gay icon.
0: I'm so hot! I'm so good looking! My salad dressing is
2: amazing! Like the internet at large, there are things you can do on the internet besides porn, but most of it's porn. A lifetime of Hallmark.
0: Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of a Lifetime with Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bauer.
2: Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. I'm sorry to interrupt the opening here, but what the hell are you
0: doing? Oh, I'm putting... I have, like, one of these, like, uh, it's a light slash, um, it's a, it's a light, it's like a light slash ring light that I got at your house, and the secret thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's just moving around so much, like, right out of the gate. I'm so sorry. Hello. We should, should we just start over?
0: I'm so sorry.
2: (laughs) No, I think this is entertaining. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Les, you should say your other hello.
0: And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick.
1: Well, hello, Les Kirkadall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Hi.
2: Sorry for and drilling as you things.
0: You can see I am putting my white elephant gift from Jason Bowers' Christmas party to work.
1: Good. Okay. That was a good gift.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it, comes
1: in, it comes in handy. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. I, I, I after this movie, I. Uh Metrosexuals are back. I It's uh, you know it's just like 2006 again. I now, I, Jason, I, I still agree. think
2: those might just be homosexuals, like actual homosexuals.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with Jason. I don't know these people. They got the creamer out. It's, I, I I I would expect that Bill Cosby to make a comeback before the metrosexuals did. But <laughs> I, I
2: <think>
1: <laughs> Reignite your MySpace accounts because it is 2007 again. I, can't, and I gotta tell I can't believe you, believe me,
0: there is no nice person in this movie.
1: No, every we
2: watched uh, Lifetime's "Betrayed by My Bridesmaid," and every character in this movie is an asshole.
0: Every yeah. single one. Every single one.
1: I like the mother though. Oh,
0: she I like, was an asshole too. I liked characters is, in this movie,
2: but everyone was an asshole
1: she had a oh,
0: point th- i was i was thoroughly entertained <laughs> but they were assholes
1: <laughs> yeah they were and they also were a little irresponsible in their lack of life skills oh. some of them oh yeah
2: we'll get into that yes. okay
1: you'll see yeah you yes. know um you I, I, I like learned. overall
2: though i'll, I'll say out of the gate i like the movie but oh, everyone couldn't you. figure out everyone was you an did. asshole
1: they had a red herring for a bit and then they moved on to another red herring and I was like, wait, I don't know who it is. I had a, I had a suspicion, I was wrong. They I, don't lock into who it is until, you know, pretty near the near the end. Yeah, so they do keep you engrossed. guessing the entire time.
0: And yeah. I gotta tell you, the 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 person who was getting the the brutal behavior kinda deserved it. <laughs> Again,
2: she was an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, they all they were all Pretty bad. Mm-hmm. This was good. I, I was I was kind of I was entertained. I didn't know what was going to happen next. But that's yeah. rare.
2: My my, yeah. and we'll get into this when we get into the movie. We we went into this thinking that it was going to be just like murder after murder after murder. Nobody dies in this movie.
0: Nobody dies, but I do like that the chaos. It was good chaos.
2: Oh, it was yeah. incredible. Like there is a scene. The, sort of the climax of the movie, not the end of the movie, but the climax of the movie features a moment where I, I was screaming because I loved it so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get into this. Yeah, And, and yeah, well, I guess we should get in because we've got a lot to cover.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of news so, out there, too.
0: And so, uh, without further ado, Kurt... Do you have any? And I gained a lot of respect for this person over the weekend, which I'll get into. Kurt, yeah. do you have any Black
1: China news?
2: doing a piece of China? China, China.
1: I'm talking China. The Black China
2: Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh yes. In fact, this is from People Magazine. This is a combination of um, an update for both Black China and Wendy Williams. Mm. Um, uh, so this is exclusive. Wendy Williams takes off wig, and she it's, and she tears up during emotional reunion with Black China in this new Lifetime documentary. Um, in a gripping new Lifetime documentary, former talk show host Wendy Williams is an open book about her troubles about the past few years, and she also reveals a surprising friendship. Where is Wendy Williams shows shocking, painful scenes from the star's journey following the cancellation of her show in two thousand twenty two at the start of her court appointed guardianship be it her alcohol abuse or myriad health issues the cameras capture it all but there are also deeply touching moments like the one shared here well we're not going to watch it but here in an exclusive clip with people uh, where former reality star angela black china white drops in a check on williams You've always been like honest with me and put me in my place in the most motherly way, motherly kind way. China 35 tells Williams 59, who sits in her New York City apartment, cloaked in a Gucci coat, staring intently at her friend. Moments later, Williams, known for her varying wigs, has removed the one she's wearing to show her real hair. In the extended scene, which will be shown in the doc, she also breaks down during the tender moment and shows China her feet, now misshapen due to lymphedemia. Uh, the close friendship first grew out of gossip back in 2020 after years of being mentioned on William's show. China decided to set the record straight, sitting down with a the then host for an interview about her life and headline fueling entanglements with the Kardashians. We talk about you a lot on hot topics, Williams told her at the time, adding, you're very controversial, to which China responded, thank you. Off screen, the pair formed a real-life bond after that day. China, who has recently opened up about her own past substance abuse, tells Williams in the clip that she wants to be there for just as Williams had been there uh, in the past. That's why I love you so much, because even when I was going through my darkest times, you never use that against me. She tells Williams, that's how you know that the love is genuine and it's always going to be there. And I'm going to always be here for you straight up. So that's that's very sweet.
0: Now, I, did you guys watch the Wendy Williams documentary?
1: No, I, I am. I'm on the
2: fence about it. I am curious, uh, especially because we we talk about her on the show, and I'm sort of fascinated with aspects of her life, having worked in radio much like she did. But everything I've heard about it, it sounds like she doesn't know what's going on. Oh, and whether and whether it's you. done to exploit her or whether it's done maybe to expose the the person that is her guardian or her... Conser- I, I don't know if it's a guardian, conservatorship, what it, the legal term is, but the person basically running her life is not one of her family members. And from everything I've heard, she's not giving the family members access, which could be a good yeah. thing or a bad thing. I don't know enough of the story, and I don't think from watching this documentary we're really going to find out.
0: Let me tell you, we were originally going to talk about the documentary and then uh, we decided not to. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we decided not to talk about it because it seriously was devastating. Yeah, that's what it was. That's devastating. Heard. It was hard to watch. Um, I'm like, you know. I'm one of these people that I like never missed an episode of the Wendy Williams show. I started watching from episode one. I loved it. I was a huge Wendy fan and it was heartbreaking. It was, yeah. and so the only bright moment, and, and so yes, there are opportunists, which they showed. There is a person who's taking advantage of her, which they showed. So in a way, it did do a service because it did show the people who were taking advantage of her and bring that out into the light. uh, I
2: I guess my maybe sort of armchair psychologist theory around that, though, is, yes, these people are being shown in a bad light and being shown as opportunists, but there's people filming all this, too. There's people letting this happen. The, okay. Like there like there are editors that can make things look a certain way based on the footage that you have. There are probably many other opportunists uh, opportunists that aren't being shown. She's surrounded by a bunch of people that are not in her best interests.
0: Oh, no I, I totally agree. And, and you know, and it came out that she has dementia due to her drinking, which. You know, I have a parent who has dementia, so that hit close to home. I so I've, no I didn't right. know
2: that. I have never heard that dementia is caused by drinking. I say, as oh they say well, no. oh yeah,
1: you could totally get dementia. Well, I much. do know a little bit about this. You can get. There's different forms of dementia. There's a form of dementia that you can get through through alcohol. My understanding is that's the only dementia that the only the only dementia that you can actually uh he, you can actually heal from. Other dimensions and that's are the just, dimension yeah, she has. That's Got the only it. one that you can. if you get off the alcohol, you can you can get better. Got yeah. It. yeah,
0: that's and that's the dementia that she has. And so the only bright spot in this whole thing was when Black China showed up, and she, you know, a, you know, there and there was, um, her, fi- you know, because uh, her family couldn't see her, and Black China actually showed up and like talked to her and. And had her, you could tell that Black China had her best interest at heart. So it really, it really showed Black China in an amazing light. And I'm like, oh my God, she's a great person.
2: So the pessimist in me is thinking, yes, it makes Black China look good that she comes and visits Wendy, but isn't it also in Black China's best interest to make herself look good, especially as she's on this trajectory of, you know, trying to be a different version of herself?
0: Well, okay, and let me just clarify. So basically, you know, the documentary was about Wendy's family, who was very concerned, but they don't have access to her. Hmm. And so who's the guardian? In this, everybody in this documentary wanted something. And Black Chyna was the only person who, sh- other than Wendy's family, who showed up with, like, no ulterior motive and didn't want anything from her. She just showed up as a friend to check on her.
2: Well, my I, I guess my theory, and maybe it's unfair to Black China, or maybe it is fair. I don't know. But I, I look at this as she's still getting something out of it. She gets to come off as the, hey, I'm your one true friend that I'm not coming asking for anything. But she's still getting talked about in the press. Like, Black China is famous for being famous.
0: No, and I see where you're coming from. Um, So one of the things that came out that I read today is that the producers are now saying, well, if we knew... So I guess they they filmed for over a year. So they filmed for a long time. So they... And the dementia diagnosis came out during filming. So now they're saying, well, if we knew that she had dementia, we wouldn't have filmed it in the first place. Now... (laughs) <laughs> that that infuriates be... me, <laughs> okay. and when she's is actually you. the executive producer of this thing too. Yes, well,
2: but that's... she can sign on as executive producer through the person that is her guardian that is pulling all the strings.
1: Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, if she has like a power of attorney, the power yeah. of attorney is could be. Well, because uh, what I because what it came out
0: her son her son was her power of attorney, and then the bank. Took it all away.
2: Yeah. Really? That, yes. How do they do that? Yep. We talked yeah. about that oh, a no, long time ago. Made a,
0: we did. Made a stranger yeah. power of attorney. Yeah. A stranger. So this, pers- mm-hmm. so oh, this person who had her guardian is a stra- is a complete stranger.
1: Uh, okay.
2: Yeah, there is some yeah. so super did- shady shit going on, on from all angles as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. So, the, so, so did she get a guardian appointed to her by the yes. state? That's what yeah. happened? Oh, jeez.
0: Because, you know, they were saying, like, there were things like, you know, $100,000 worth of DoorDash. But but dealing with a parent with dementia and watching them – like, dealing with a parent with dementia, I totally get the behavior because I've dealt with it myself. So, I, you know, it's it's complicated, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, like I said, I'm glad that we decided not – to talk about the
2: documentary i'm so glad and by by not talk about it, he means not do an entire episode devoted to it because we've right. clearly yeah. been talking about it uh but
0: well okay not making fun yeah. of
2: it no yeah i definitely don't want to do
0: that yeah we don't. Make, yeah yeah not making fun well, of i it. mean
2: ultimately i just i hope that she's in good hands i hope that there are people that do have her best interest that that actually have some some power and some strength over Pointing her in the right direction that's that's all we can hope for
0: well and 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 one more thing basically in my opinion because the drinking like and they kept on showing the drinking she needs to be in rehab like she needs to be in a serious rehab where she has no access to alcohol
1: yeah but then she's got to stick with it and she has to and as you know she has to want to want to change
0: yeah
2: Right. And, and this kind of brings me back to my my like feeling that it, it, she's surrounded by people that don't have her best interests at heart. Like you know this oh, yeah. this this very much reminds me of the things we would hear about the Britney Spears conservatorship. You know, right. Britney didn't have control over her life. Uh, she was being fed pills to to kind of keep her going. Like I I can see a world in which somebody is just they keep feeding Wendy alcohol so that. She isn't of sound mind, and they can keep using her money and her her position to further their own aspirations.
1: I agree. I agree. So, um, well, speaking of that, if you want to get really, if you want to, if you want to feel old, um, MTV is now making documentaries about Alzheimer's. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa, well, right? The eternal memories from MTV documentary films. Like, come on. MTV used to be, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. No. Yeah. I, all right. I mean, they, 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 they have been around for almost journey. 44 years. <laughs> I guess so. Well, anyway. Um, Kurt, did no, you have any more, did you more have Black
0: Friday news?
1: No, that's it. That's all I've got. I guess I should have some happier news. Let's I, get back to Metro Well, I,
0: I have some happier news. Oh. oh good, good. Okay.
1: And now.
2: Good wait, wait. Les, are you. Les, Les, Les. You can't even hear the music, can you? Okay, there. Now, trying to play the news sounder. I thought you were talking about June. Yeah. I am, I am, I am. Oh, okay. And now it's time for the June Squib Report. Here's Les Kirk and Albert.
0: Yes, we have not talked about June Squibb in ages. Well, at 94 years old, June, there is going to be a reboot of Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Remember that movie mm-hmm. back in the 90s with, um, with Christina Applegate? Yeah. Well, it is being rebooted, I and it. I guess June Squibb is going to be the babysitter. Love that. Oh, good. So, you know, I'm glad at 94 June is out here. She's still working
2: The story that you sent about this. I was surprised that she got she was the headline because this she's not exactly the people her age are not exactly the target audience for this movie. But the movie for teens about teenagers is starting a 94 year old. The 94 year old gets top billing. That's pretty
1: amazing. There you go. Well, I don't you think know, when the movie I mean, comes out, when the movie comes out, she's going to get.
0: And, and it's coming That's out going? in the spring.
1: It's coming out soon. Yeah.
2: Squib.
0: And there are Squib. other names Squib in name. this movie, such as okay, like who I, like Nicole Richie, and there's a couple of other people who we oh, who yeah. you'd recognize.
1: I just saw this on like Access Hollywood or something. They just had. Had something about this, so I saw some scenes from it and I was surprised. I don't remember Nicole Richie being in any movies, but
2: she had done a TV series probably about eight years ago called Great News, uh, that was produced by Tina Fey. Nicole Richie is hilarious on the show.
1: Oh, yeah, was that with Andrea mm-hmm. Martin?
2: Andrea Martin was in it, yeah. Um, and uh, oh god, what is the actor's name She's that was in Glee? Uh, there's a there's a lot of comedy heavy hitters on the show and it's very very funny and sort of underrated and underappreciated at the time it was on.
0: And, and think about it this way, you know, Betty White is gone. We do need a person to kind of fill in that that older funny lady gap. So I think June is a good person for that.
2: Do you think June Squibb is a is a um, a, a, a What's the word I'm looking for? Like the A teen idol? Well, no, just like a, a uh, analogous replacement to Betty White.
1: Well I don't know, I don't know
2: about that. She's got her own style.
0: Yeah. Cause who do we have left?
2: Well, like because Betty why, White anyways. was sort of like, yes, she was funny and she was super talented, but at the end of her, her life and career, she was very much just an American treasure. And I feel like Dolly Parton occupies that space now of, like, elder statesmen in the business that just, like, everything they say just sounds wise, and everyone just, like, no one has a bad word to say about them. I feel like that's Dolly now.
0: Well, Dolly Parton saves people.
1: Yeah. Well, Dolly's appeal... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I know she saved us from... uh, I have have the Dolly
0: Parton Moderna vaccine.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've had that, too. Well, Dolly also works hard, and she she doesn't, you know, she could easily just retire and... Stop all this! But she wants to keep. She wants to keep working. She's working for whatever reason. I mean, she
2: she goes to work so every relevant. day, nine to five.
1: <laughs>
2: set me up for that. You really did. Well, I'm glad I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she wants us to forget about rhinestone. She's working over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but we still remember <laughs> I never saw. Well, her, she though, does but, work um, in the
2: in the world's oldest profession at the best little whorehouse in Texas.
0: It's just a little bitty piss and country place. That was a little bit of a stretch. Nothing much to see. <laughs> There's <laughs> no drinking allowed. We've got a nice, quiet crowd.
1: I'd like to go. As to plain as it can be. Dollywood is it Dollywood or Dolly yeah. Land? Dollywood. Dolly, Dollywood. Dollywood. I would love Dollywood, to go to Dollywood. We
2: it's
0: do a just a little broadcast. piddly old small country place.
1: I heard a song. There's a new version of Jolene. I guess it's new, and it's her and somebody else. They're, well, yeah, she has a rock album out now. Together. Jolene, Jolene. Oh, that, that's what it's from? Okay. Because there's nothing
0: dirty going on. <laughs>
1: they used her Beatles song. I guess she just like, Let It Be or something like that, and it's in, like, a TV show promo. And I'm like, okay, that's a good place for her music. <laughs> Where else are they going to put it? So good for You her. know, I
0: think I'm going to watch Best Little Whorehouse in Texas when we're done tonight.
1: Okay, I might watch the movie she did with James Woods because I never straight saw talk. That. I saw that yeah. in the
0: straight theater.
2: Straight
0: talk, straight talk. I saw that in the theater. So did I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I I makeover montage in straight
2: talk. Speaking of things in theaters, I have news.
0: Oh. And now it's an AMC Nicole Kidman report with me, Jason Bauer. <laughs>
1: Good, we haven't had one of those in a while.
2: So, you know, like, the the AMC uh, promo that they show with Nicole Kidman talking about a heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's been spoofed everywhere. It's been around for, like, three years now. So, they just announced today that starting this Friday, there will be not one, not two but three new Nicole Kidman promos at AMC. Oh. So I I have mixed feelings about this because I feel like the original one, the reason why pop culture has sort of embraced it is because of the sort of weirdness of it, this sort of novelty of it. And now if they're just leaning into it, they're like, oh, they, people like Nicole Kidman. That's not why people like it. They like it because it makes no sense that Nicole Kidman is doing a commercial for AMC while you're already at an AMC.
0: Right. She's thanking you for coming. She is.
1: <laughs>
2: but those are going to be three she's new she's ones.
1: appreciative. I like that movie she did uh, years ago, Malice. Remember that? And She's married to Bill Pullman. And he's like, sit the fuck down. She's like, what? I said sit. The, anyway, and then she's hooking up with Alec Baldwin. And, anyway, I, I want to watch that. All right. We <laughs> should make three three more versions of that instead of three more versions of her commercial.
0: They could do both. Yeah, she's a she's a versatile actress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good for Nicole. Well, right. Good for
1: us. Good. Yeah. <laughs> But you gotta have some when you're announcing that that you're doing the Nicole Kidman AMC Theater news. You gotta you gotta have a little more self self confidence in your report. I felt like you're you're holding back a little bit
2: in, in doing the report or just in, uh, in uh, announcing intro, myself. In oh
1: well, here I'll let yeah, I'll let the, you the intro, intro me, then Kurt here. here. Oh. And now the Nicole Kidman AMC Theater update with Jason Bowers.
2: Heartbreak yeah. feels good in a place like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, more like that. I think that would, okay. that would work well. All right, because it was almost you were like like reluctant to give us that 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 news, and you know it has uh, its place. I, I
2: wasn't reluctant. I just the the <laughs> the the, uh, the news sounder <laughs> announcing Black China, Jude Squib and Nicole Kibben news. It's just absurd. Yeah. Everything we do is absurd, and I love it.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of absurd, I guess we should talk about this movie.
1: Yes. Yeah, because yeah. it was very,
0: it was absurd. This movie, in, first, in the
1: best way. It starts with a problem right out of the gate. We got the first now, life club issue.
0: Now I don't think we've ever had a movie with like absolutely no killing. I
2: mayhem. certainly not a lifetime movie. Not
0: a lifetime. I mean a lifetime well, movie. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Meant the uh, let me the let me correct.
2: Uh, sir, certainly not a lifetime movie that isn't a Christmas movie.
0: Right. Oh, I wasn't counting that. Yeah.
1: But, well, a good um, effort was certainly made, but now nah, they couldn't seal the deal.
0: They got close. So, Kurt, what was,
1: what was your issue? Well, right from the beginning, we're at the stupid birthday party, and, and they start doing a little dance number like we're at the First Wives Club.
0: Yeah, I didn't I care it was for that. Dance. No, this is
1: different,
0: I think, because I think. Mm-hmm. they're at a party.
1: No.
2: But why was it choreographed?
0: You've never gone to a party where they've done like line dances and choreographed. This is not a line
2: dance. This was a choreographed dance. Okay. And yeah. a poorly choreographed at that.
1: I almost forgave it because it was a dream, but then I was like, "Oh no, this is that was something that really." Happened. Wow, are you that
0: hardcore? To, like, if, even if it's like a dream, you still.
1: Well, if it's a dream, I was going to forgive it because I figured it was like it was in within a f- fantasy realm that they right. would start dancing but within a but frame no, of this
2: isn't was, real
1: yeah but that was supposed to be a scene that was something that really happened in the context of, of the movie i know it didn't really happen in real life It happened in the context of the movie and i'm like oh no no that's not acceptable you can't just start start dancing for the camera <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the first wives club again and a couple other so, movies so, during that era so what kurt is talking about
0: is the movie starts we're at a party um, we, uh, we're, uh, Katie is the, it's Katie's birthday and she's talking to her assistant Heather and the line, and this is an HR issue because her assistant is there, but she's telling her assistant, well, you're not here as my assistant. You're here as my friend celebrating my birthday, but she still treated her like an assistant.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is setting up one, like we, we had mentioned earlier, there there are several things where you're not quite sure who the bad guy is in this movie until the very end. So this is setting her up as a potential bad guy.
0: Now, Katie was an Heather. asshole. Yes. She was an asshole, to the assistant, but the assistant was an asshole because the assistant put up with
2: it. I because Well, I think the assistant's an asshole, but not because she put up with it, just for things later in the movie. movie.
0: Um, so they're talking about Snoop Dog, which I was like, oh well that's you know they're you know, talking about like they're talking about Snoop Dog. And then um one of the, her friends asked, had anybody seen Connie? And we find out that Connie was Katie's sister who just got out of rehab and was at this raging party. And Katie catches her very drunk sister Connie sleeping with her boyfriend
1: at the party the in, her bed. Going on. Yeah. in the same house that they're in while this party's going on. be a little discreet the
2: Makes boyfriend was hot and dumb though so i'm, I'm here for oh,
0: yeah. a little bit and but bo- they were both wasted Connie was wasted
1: mm-hmm. i don't even think they locked uh, the door
0: her 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 uh katie took Connie's keys and Connie pushed katie up against the house really are,
2: yeah
0: and then katie woke up and she's on a private jet and we and so the private jet has katie her fiance all of their friends and they're on their way to a destination wedding. yeah
2: and friends by friends we mean heather is there uh amanda who's the maid of honor is there and there was a black woman who i don't think we ever got her name
0: and she was kind of there but not yeah like she was she she was and then the black guy was Aaron, who was kind of there but not like they kind of show up but then go and do their own thing
2: would you classify Aaron, Mer, Aaron as a metrosexual kurt
1: i think that when they were all i i guess yeah i think so because they were all out doing a, a facial cream day Aaron was,
0: was Aaron was uh, gay.
1: You think Aaron yeah. was gay? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He wasn't a particularly good actor. I, I didn't think the, the man playing Aaron.
0: Aaron was gay for sure. Okay. <laughs>
2: I mean, he wasn't good at playing straight, if that's what you mean.
0: All right. right. Well, he, that was his job. We don't know that.
1: It's, Well, I mean, I
2: don't I don't think it's like you never see him trying to hit on women or anything in the movie. He could have been straight or gay, the character. Didn't matter.
0: Talking about the street bathhouse row. He lit up. Oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Because they land in this place called Spa City. It's called Spa. The place was called Spa City. Was it Spa City or Hot
2: Springs? um,
0: the, they're driving. Yeah, he was, was called Spa City.
2: No, I think it was called Hot
1: Springs.
0: Oh, Hot Springs. City, yeah, okay. I think so, Hot yeah. Springs.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did hear Bathhouse Row. I was wondering what, what you got. And then they, to they, were driving,
0: that. they were driving. They they were they were driving, and she's like, "This is Bathhouse Row," and it was like a street of bathhouses. And I was like, "Oh," and I saw Aaron go, "Ooh,"
1: and Aaron was like, "Drop me off here." Right. <laughs> got to stay clean. Yeah.
0: So. They're all staying at Tom's mom's house. Now, the part that I thought was kind of dumb was they were like, shoot. They were like, don't tell Tom's mom that we live together. But it's like, but you're there to get married.
2: Well, th- so there was a lot we- around that, that. didn't. It didn't make sense that they were going to Tom's mom's house to stay only for the first night. Because the reasoning was it would be rude not to. I, I feel like. If you're going and you're going to put somebody out where they've got to, like, put out sheets and clean and get ready for you, and they are like, oh, I'm only staying the one night we're going to a hotel, just go to the hotel the entire time. You're an and asshole.
0: not just the two of you. You're bringing, like, a bunch of your friends. Yeah, all your friends, friends that got to
2: feed them all. Fuck all of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or it's if funny, you're Thomas. staying
2: with me, yeah. then stay with me. Like, we're here, and then, like, okay, this is how we're doing it.
0: Because I could see if it was Tom... Or even Tom and Katie were like, we need to spend one night. I would totally get that, but they brought all of their friends yeah. to spend the night. They were and this a
1: posse, man.
0: This so also like, illustrates
2: why Tom was an asshole out of the gate because Tom, knowing his mother is super protective of him, and knowing that he, uh, his mom, sort of, uh, she's he's the only thing his mom has left after the dad died. Oh, she dead, Tom has yet to introduce his girlfriend, now fiancé, to his mom until days before the wedding. And right. they seem to have money, so it's not like he couldn't afford to fly there before. Tom's an asshole.
1: He's a hotshot so, movie producer.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so then, Katie's being very polite. She's being very polite to um, her new mother-in-law. And, you know, uh, Tom introduces them. Katie says, you know, hi, nice to meet you. And the mother-in-law is an asshole, too, because she looks at Katie and says, well, I wish I could say the same thing.
1: Well, she's got some good points. She, Tom's mom does ask her if she cooks, and and, uh, and Katie's like, no, she doesn't know how to cook. She just orders food. Now, that's a big health concern, because if you're just ordering food or getting, you know, uh, you know, food like that, you're getting processed food, high in sodium. So, so Tom's mom is correct to be you know upset about this well so, no so cook meals
0: and let me tell you when we get to that part i let me tell you okay oh we're there i have i have a mother in law all right mm-hmm. sometimes you have to lie if she says if she asks you do you cook if you don't cook just say you cook just say it. Just say yes. I cook
2: again. This this comes back to Tom being an asshole because Tom should have fucking warned Katie. You should have said, "Hey, my mom's real tough. She's probably gonna ask you if we're gonna ever have kids, uh, if you cook, like how you take care of me, like just play along. I'm not gonna make you do that in our relationship, but just like do this for me. That's all he had to just do. Say yes, yes.
0: Because those are like harmless lies, like yeah. you know, just and then deal with it later. But you're just meeting this woman, just, you know, just do it. But you like you're going to be there for a week, you're going to go away and not see her for years. So just to get through the week. Yeah. Now, Katie though was an asshole mm-hmm. because she walks into the living room and then shades the furniture and says, "Oh, I like your minimalist design." And throws shade to the mother-in-law.
2: Oh, I didn't think that was shade. I thought that was an actual compliment.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that was bad. Well, she didn't take off her shoes.
2: No, that was dumb. That. Again, Tom yeah. should Tom actually did warn her Katie forgot. Uh-huh. So that one's that one's on Katie being an asshole. Or more no, just her, a dumbass.
1: Her brain was barren. She was
2: constantly making <laughs> these stupid mistakes. Yeah, she was she was figuratively <laughs> stepping in it. Right. Yeah. But Amanda, now, the the maid of honor. Who knew Tom before Katie did? Uh, Amanda knows some Korean. She's better connecting with the, the mom because Tom and and the mom they're they're uh, Korean. Uh, better connecting with the mom. The mom seems to take to her.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now didn't. Because Amanda and Tom had known each other a very long time, so since did college. The mom know Amanda. They
2: made it seem like the the Amanda was new to the mom too, which I also thought was weird.
0: But Amanda, but yeah, the mom loved Amanda. She really did. And so, so then they're in the bedroom. Tom is getting frisky, and um, and um, Katie's like, absolutely not, not in your mother's house.
1: Yeah, he went to the park. I don't need one
0: more thing for her to hate me about. And she gets a call from an unknown number, and she picks it up, and she's like, "Stop calling me!" Why? The, who? Who the fuck
2: answers a phone from a number you don't know in twenty twenty four?
0: Exactly. If it says unknown number or scam likely, that call does not get answered.
2: Or, or if you do answer, there's no one on the other end of the line, like was the case here. You don't get like upset about it. You're saying, ah, uh, dumb, dumb of me to even try answering that.
1: Right. Her head right. was, her head was just solid. bone, No brain in there. Yeah. Just bone. So
0: Amanda is actually talking Katie up to the mom and tried to get the mom to like her. Um,
2: but she's and... defending Katie by saying Katie's been through a lot because she's got this sister who's an alcoholic that just got out of rehab.
1: Right. That's not nice. Right. This mom, this, I'll tell you, this mom is distraught too. The look on this woman's face. I don't know where they found this woman because I don't think the, the actual woman could speak English very well, but she just had a look on her face like, uh I'm done. They must have just gotten her right out of a hospital. Oh, she was disgusted. The mom. I, I she feel had this look of horror on her I, face. Constantly. I
2: feel like they convinced this actress that this is going to be your Michelle Yo, uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> no, 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 no. moment. <laughs>
0: this is going to be here, any, everywhere. Oh, no, no, shocked. no. I'm talking
2: about Michelle Yo and Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Because Michelle Yeo plays the the mom of Henry Golding but in that movie. And there's just like oh, a complete asshole to um, Constance Wu. I don't
0: know. Crazy I Rich Asians were... is one of my favorite movies of all It's time. really we're good, good Kurt. I love oh, Crazy yeah, Asians. Yeah, 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 it's really good. So then the next day they go to the hotel. Out of the blue, like Heather is kind of in this gray area because like, is she the friend or is she the assistant? Because then they're ordering Heather around like she's the assistant. And then, okay, so this next part, I had a problem. So one thing I do know, I do know about rehab, they do not let you out early unless your insurance stops paying for it. And
2: at first when Connie she just, said in fact when she said when Connie shows up and says uh, I, I got out early, I, I'm like, Well that thing at the beginning was a dream. So is was Connie actually in jail? I wasn't sure at first, I
0: thought the same oh, thing I, when, so. I, I thought the same thing because rehab there's only two ways that you are let out early, and I know what I'm talking about. Your insurance either stops paying for it or you're kicked out for sleeping with somebody or doing something you know mm-hmm. misbehaving in some way. So so yeah, she's like, I got, released early. And then um, Katie uh, goes, to, home, goes to, the ro- to her hotel room, and there's, like, some flowers with a card, and the card says, you're making a big mistake. Call off the wedding.
2: It's like a wreath, wasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it was a wreath.
2: Like a BS wreath now, in the door. wouldn't you show
1: that to everybody? She's like, with all these people, wouldn't you show that to everybody? She's yeah. so secretive about it.
0: yeah. Because it's like, okay, bitches, which one of you did this? Like, I would have
2: gone to the front desk and been like, who delivered this?
1: Right. And do you have – are there cameras? Could I possibly look and see who's been walking around the hallways? Maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. Hmm.
2: That would freak me out.
1: Because they could get a delivery person to do it maybe. That's why I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd be freaked out too. I don't don't like that stuff. Right. So So
0: then, is this – so so then um, they're doing bridal things, and she's trying on bridal dresses, which, once again, that's one thing that, I, that we're seeing in Lifetime. Who are these idiots that aren't getting their bridal dresses ahead of time? Getting well, yeah. a bridal dress, getting a wedding dress is, like, a, a complicated thing. Well, this Does is, not like, need-
2: not only what, did they not get it before they went on this destination wedding trip— but then they're like, oh, we'll call the bridal shop and see if we can get one for Connie, too. Like, last minute.
0: Right. It does not work that way. No. No? Get it, get, getting a wedding dress takes months because then it. you've got to get it and then you've got to, like, tailor it and all oh, sorts of
1: things.
2: Okay. Before that, though, we, we're, when they were in the room sort of doling out responsibilities, Amanda says to... Uh, like tells Connie that like they're gonna like have her be part of the bridal party, and she's like, Hey, Connie, give me your phone. Connie just hands her her phone. Then Amanda's like, What's your passcode? Connie just tells her it's one, two, three, four. And Amanda like puts in her contact info and hands it back to Connie. She's like, Okay, text me. Like, what? Why would you just ask her her number and you could text her?
0: Right. And who's giving again, their assholes. phone password? No one. Knows, like, not even my husband knows my my
1: password to my phone. Yeah, Like These people aren't operating with a full deck. I
2: I yeah. think at one point there was a draft of this script where that plot detail was used against Connie because she even says the password again later in the movie and is given shade about it.
0: Right. Because it's like, come on now, one, two, three, four. Come oh. on. I know, you're, I know you've I know you been drunk, but come on. Get some common sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, well, now that oh, oh by the, the way, so they're, tr- okay. they're trying on the dresses, and Connie's supposed to show up, and she doesn't. And we find out the reason why is because Amanda gave Connie the wrong time, but Amanda fesses up to it.
2: After yeah, the fact Connie? that, after Connie's a little yeah. meltdown.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so then they go to the wedding venue, and the wedding venue is all like
1: messed up and vandalized. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, yeah, but was it that bad? That's not no. like somebody put a wrecking ball to it. it no, like something you could clean up in a day or so. It, it
2: did seem weird that they were making it seem like they could not have events at this event space <laughs> for for months. And if you think about an event, an event space is essentially a blank canvas where you come in and hang all your own decorations, bring in all your own uh, tables and things anyway. So, why wasn't it just being treated as another blank canvas?
0: And, weren't they getting married like a week from then? Yeah. It wasn't like they were getting married tomorrow. No. So, they had time to
1: clean it, for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. It should have been like arson, like somebody burned it down.
1: Right. No, there are a couple t- tables. Look like somebody poured paint on the tables. Yeah, okay, I think you could, you know.
0: So then the hotel wedding planner guy was an asshole too. <laughs> Cause, because, you know, Katie's getting upset, which is, you know, as a bride, I, you totally would understand why she would be upset when you're like, oh, we have to... You can't use this venue anymore. So, you would understand why the bride would be upset. Yeah. But he starts yelling at everybody.
2: Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> like just frustrated, Connie. like... Because he's dealing with the fact that his restaurant was completely trashed?
0: Question mark.
2: Uh, so, he's upset about it.
0: So, then Connie gets in his face. Um, and, you know... Which she didn't have to get in his face, but I kind of get why she did because she's sticking up for her sister. So she I kind of get it.
2: I get why she yeah. did it, but she was intense. Oh, yeah. Connie so operates at ass. an 11 most of the time.
1: Yeah. That was an intense looking woman. Mm-hmm. She was going to beat his ass. She would have won. Yeah. For sure.
2: Who was it that took yep. a dig at pineapple pizza? They – pineapple – they, they – I Tom. think it was – was it a Hallmark that we noticed was doing this a lot for a while where they were constantly making fun of Hawaiian yeah, it pizza? Was,
0: it was the, one of the Wedding Veil movies when the Lacey Chabert character was pregnant and she was craving pineapple oh, pizza. Oh, that's right. Wow. I but I think there, w-
2: there was another movie where it happened too. Because when it happened here, it was like, okay, these movies just really are they, – they have some sort of thing against pineapple on your pizza. Who cares?
0: Yes. Because that's work. what Tom was like, you know – my mom, just ignore her. By the way, she likes pineapple on her pizza. Ignore her. She likes pineapple on her
1: pizza anyway. You know, speaking of pregnant people, this is where in on my uh, Philo, it came up uh, there's there's an ad for a lifetime show called I wasn't expecting a baby. Yeah. I, I saw that where I. they said that one out of twenty five hundred women don't know they're pregnant. I they saw the hospital, and they, they have a baby. I uh,
2: was this a, a a TV movie or was this a was a, a...
1: Show. Oh, it's like a documentary. Oh, it's, so okay. It's a show. Well, cuz I, I used watching.
2: to watch that show on TLC. I didn't know I was pregnant. It is the most fascinating thing in the world.
1: Oh, That's I will be watching the show. Yeah. They didn't know they were having a baby until they like they went yeah. to the hospital to get like a
2: yeah, it's E-12 it's the shot it's the premise of a very long-running TLC show, and they would document two cases per week, and they'd reenact them.
0: The commercial, the woman on the commercial, they show her, and she's like, "Yeah, and I went to the doctor, and he's Uh, like, you 'Uh, you're gonna ha- you're having a baby now,' and, <laughs> and she's well, i like, 'I'd be what? surprised
1: too.' What was the wow. show called, Kurt? I wasn't expecting a baby.
2: Uh, yeah I gotta yeah. I gotta record that one
1: yeah oh i will, I will be
0: watching that the show.
1: we should do that one
0: <laughs> i I'm up for it I'm totally I'm <laughs> totally up for it what do you <laughs> do hear about that like it's a common through, thing like, over <laughs> years they would have people on sometimes like you know this one oh. woman was like, I thought I was going to the toilet and I had a baby
2: yeah. I, I worked with a woman Ooh. once years ago, we're talking like 30 years ago, who uh, found out she was like eight months pregnant. She was a, a bit heavier set, found out she was eight months pregnant. I was like, well, what, like, wh- how did you finally figure it out? And she's like, well, I just I was having stomach problems and uh, troubles. And I just thought it was because I was eating a lot of fried food. But then I went to the doctor. The doctor's like, no, you're pregnant and you're like almost ready to give.
0: Wow. Could you imagine and you're like, oh, I bet I guess I better go get some shopping done and there's some phone calls I need to make. It, yeah. is, it yeah.
2: is like uh, – I would imagine there's two sides to it. There's probably the like, oh my gosh, I haven't prepared for this at all on one side of it. And on the other side of it is, oh, I haven't had time to worry about a lot of this. It's just happening.
0: But like – I would love to see, like, the, the dad, the father get a phone call, like, if it's just some dude. <laughs> like, Ooh, just some dude. Helpful. Hi, um, uh, I, I had to find your number in my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. I hope this is the right person. Um, you came over nine mu- eight months ago. Mm-hmm. I met you at, you know, TGI Friday's.
2: <laughs> what song? What song were they uh, getting intimate to? Because I always like to think of when I hear just ridiculous songs that are very popular that you always hear when you're out in a club. Like I'll hear that song like "Shots" by LMFAO and just think there somewhere there are, there's a baby that was conceived to "Shots" by LMFAO. Oh, shot. shot. <laughs> yeah, shot, That'd shot, 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 shot. Everybody.
1: That is, cra- that is crazy. That now. is crazy. That is kind of hot. Let's see. <laughs> Hey, I once saw an interview with John Tesh, and he said people told him people conceived babies to his music. Ew.
2: Which is worse, conceiving a baby to John Tesh's music or to the theme from Entertainment Tonight?
1: <laughs> well, entertainment Tonight. John Tesh's be, music. Yeah. That would be quick. Can entertainment, <laughs> like,
0: you know – Da, 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 da.
2: That's actually kind of like a jazzy, you know. But d- d- does it give you a boner?
1: No. Well, you'd have to have the boner to begin with. Then the Entertainment Tonight music kind of gives you the rhythm.
0: Or maybe they were watching when, like, like Mary Hart or who was the other one?
1: Oh yeah, Lisa Gibbons. Well, there's Lisa new Gibbons. people now. That was years ago.
0: I have not seen Entertainment Tonight in
1: years. What's on Inside Hollywood and all that stuff's on?
0: (laughs) Oh. See, that's on during Real Housewives. Oh, I would love that to happen on, like, a Real Housewives show. Like, one of them doesn't know that she's pregnant. That would be, like, a ratings grabber.
1: Yeah. What are the chances? I think you have to be heavy. Yeah. 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 uh, Well, actually,
0: there was this one. So I saw what was it? I'm like Donahue or one of those shows where this happened. And the guy was like, it was this couple. And the guy was like, well, I noticed that she was gaining weight. But as a husband, you know, you better not tell your wife that she's gaining weight cause you're in big trouble. He's like, so I just didn't say
1: anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, well, you don't want want to do that. Uh -uh. Interesting lies out there. I'll tell you. I I had a baby. I don't know. You're pregnant. Neither did I.
0: Right. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. So, so, um, So Connie, you know, Connie goes buck on this guy, and, uh, does Connie, oh no, yeah, Connie apologizes, right?
2: In that moment, no, she's just kind of, basically, um, Katie tells her to get the fuck out, like, calm down, get out, and then, like, it cuts to Katie and Amanda are kind of regrouping about the day over a drink, and that's when Amanda admits that, yeah, I I did give Connie the wrong time.
0: Right. And then we see Kate Connie sitting at the bar with a cocktail, but it's a virgin drink.
1: So she right. says, "Virgin, yeah, Zachary."
0: Which I've had because I don't drink, and I've had virgin drinks. And with virgin virgin drinks like that aren't really good because it's basically just a bunch of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's like. Bleh.
2: But even a regular so, daiquiri is all sugar.
0: Right. But then, but at least you have, like, the kick. At least you have the booze with it. So yeah. something. This is just, you know, the daiquiri without the booze is, like, bleh.
1: I, I like it because it's sweet. And I had a girlfriend. She didn't like me drinking it. I drank, like, a daiquiri. She says, that's a g- girl drink. You should be drinking uh, that. Aww. Oh, right. You can drink whatever you want. That's right. Yeah, we don't know this person. Oh, we do. No, we don't. We don't. Oh, we do. Uh, well, I did. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the same person who said that when we went, to, who came to a fringe festival, and they were doing like an open mic thing, and she said, "If you get up there, I'm gonna walk Oh my out. God, who was this person? Remember that? Right? Told you that story.
2: Chris told us this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you my God. Up, you get up there. I'm going so you to get up at an open mic. So that's the same one who told me that I shouldn't drink a daiquiri.
0: How long that, were you in this relationship?
1: Girlish. And I said, well, you're that other guy. You know, he drinks He's girlish, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. When was I with her? I was with her for nine months. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, have you checked? Yeah. She was pregnant at the end of that?
1: <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I didn't even think about that.
0: Um, oh so so the assistant heather is talking to katie well hold on
2: we we skipped a big detail that connie is in there having her virgin daiquiri and tom comes in the fiance, Mm -hmm. and she's kind of pouring her heart out to tom and tom's just being like really nice he's trying to connect with her because he knows that connie and katie need to reconnect and ends up giving her like a big hug and someone's like lurking takes a photo of Tom and Connie hugging.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Um, and so who was talking to Kate? Wait, Heather was the one that was talking to Katie mm-hmm. about Connie yeah. when Katie was like, I think Connie wants me to be happy. And they're saying, and they're saying, I don't want you to get
1: hurt. I don't, you know, be careful. I don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. Well, Heather thinks Connie,
2: I'm sorry, Kurt, go ahead. I
1: think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's Katie and Heather having this, this conversation, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Heather thinks that Connie wants to see Katie fail Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to see Katie get hurt again by Connie. And that's when Connie walks in.
1: They're not giving (laughs) Connie a chance because, because, uh, Kay's like, you weren't around. Well, she was in rehab. Give this woman a break.
0: But And then Connie talks to Katie, and Connie's like, I'm sorry. Can we just, you know, can't, and they're both like, can we just put this behind us and just be sisters and enjoy this time? They make up, mm-hmm. uh, and then they all get in a van, and they have a shopping montage.
1: Yeah, boy. A bunch of guys putting on – Face cream. This is the metrosexual part. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: This, I know you love yourself a montage, less, but this was an unexplained shopping for nonsense montage. They didn't explain (laughs) that they are going to town. I don't know what this montage, what purpose is served other than to fill time.
0: I agree. I agree because there was no, there was no reveal. There was, you know, to to have a successful montage, there's gotta be an outfit (laughs) change and there's gotta be a reveal. Well, Well, they were wearing outfits,
2: but yeah, why were they like dressing like cowboy like it made no sense? It didn't move the plot along at all. No,
1: they, 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 they and do, you know like, how I love a montage?
0: I didn't like this one. I didn't <laughs> like yeah. this montage.
1: I'd rather spend the day in urgent care than have to spend time in place. <laughs> <home. laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Damn. Well, hey, listen. I know where
2: the um, phone is. <laughs> tom's groomsmen were both cute though yes
0: so so then well he was a lot moisturizer well you know they they did facials so so then they're walking through this flower garden and katie's barking orders at heather like telling her to take their pictures and stuff well, and yeah, Heather's it's like a group
2: photo, and they make Heather take it, so she's not... She's part of this wedding party, but she's not in the photo, because they're treating her like an assistant.
1: Oh, yeah, they're right. walking through the woods now, right? Yeah. Right, is that where they are right now? And if this yeah, were a proper
2: fast. Lifetime movie, there would have been somebody with a hoodie, and somebody would have gotten murdered in the woods.
1: Oh, totally. I hope it's, I hope it's not the Pine Barrens. It's not New or Jersey, is it? A,
0: at least a kidnapping. Yeah. At least. Okay. So, Tom... It's just trying to, you know, keep the peace. And so he's being nice to Connie. And Amanda tells him, you better be careful. You better watch
1: her. So then they're all at dinner. Yeah, this is the dinner of assholes. It's yes. just a table full of trouble. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, it starts off with the mom telling Amanda to sit next to her. Like, Amanda, you <clears throat> come here.
1: And it's like, damn, out the gate. Yeah, mom was a little bit out of <laughs> out of line this time.
0: And then you know, like I said earlier, Katie, this is where you just lie. And if the mom's like, mm, "Do you cook?" just
1: say yes. No, no, she said she made a grilled cheese, but she made it with like twenty slices of grilled cheese. No,
2: she didn't say that. Connie jumped Connie. in trying to save Katie. Because Katie was sort of floundering with her answer about cooking. And Cuddy's like, hey, remember that time you made that thing for dad? Like trying to tell a cute story to sort of deflect the the weird energy. And mom just blows it up and makes it even worse.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. She says something like, uh, oh, yeah." here's what she says. She goes, grilled cheese. How complex. Mm-hmm. That's the and then, okay, so Damn.
0: And here's, a, here's another thing. When the mood is tense like this, this is not the time to announce to a mom that you don't have a wedding venue anymore. This is not the time. Well,
2: they didn't announce it to mom. Amanda, or wait, I think, is it the the black bridesmaid whose name I don't know that we ever got? Was she the one that asked Connie if she found a new venue yet? Oh, and we find out that, that Amanda right. put Connie in charge of finding a new venue and mom knew nothing of any of this. So it's a lot of people throwing each under, other under the bus. Assholes yeah, all around.
1: Assholery Rass- everywhere. Yeah. I can't remember ever not knowing how to make a grilled cheese. Like how old was she when she made this this uh warped grilled cheese sandwich? It's not like
0: I'm they were thinking- little though.
1: No, I
2: think uh, this it, was a story from when they were children, <laughs> less.
0: Yeah, yeah I, they
1: were I, I still, Yeah, I mean, maybe if you're like three, I mean, if he was like ten years, ten years old, if you're three, you shouldn't
0: that. be making grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah even, even in a cutesy "oh,
1: you're cooking for
2: daddy" kind of way, a three year old should not be operating the stove.
1: I just don't know what age. If I was ten years old, I would know not to put twenty pieces of of, of cheese on a grilled cheese. But if you're we three, you are trying. Trying. You should not be using the stones. <laughs> and I don't think that Katie should be using any. Here's the electric. thing. We
2: look at every character in this movie, and we've determined that every single one of them is an asshole. That means they were all brought up by assholes. So maybe Katie and Connie's parents were assholes too, and didn't teach them how to make a fucking grilled cheese.
1: True. True. What a rough scene it- over there.
0: So 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 the mom is getting bitchy to Katie and Connie. Once again, I get what Connie was doing. She was defending her sister. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Connie goes after the mom, and the mom's like, "Bitch, please."
1: Yeah, she says, mom, "You know, you critic- people criticize are usually lonely and pathetic."
0: And then the mom yeah. just looks at her and goes, "How is rehab?"
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Assholes, all of them.
2: Ooh, shots
0: fired. I was like, ooh, okay, that was good.
2: (laughs) I think that's what I loved about this movie is because everyone did have some level of not being perfect, it made it much more believable that we weren't going to quite figure out who the bad guy was until the very end.
1: Right. I have to say, as as awful and ridiculous as these people are, there are people like this. Oh, yeah. It's 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 like they plucked all these people from different areas and put them all in a room together (laughs) like it's asshole uh, some asshole reality show or something.
2: Yeah, and and I I think the setting of this movie being in the lead up to a wedding kind of lends itself to that too. Everyone has their own opinion about how the wedding should go, how everyone's personal life choices leading into the wedding it just, it makes everyone an a-hole
1: Yeah The the part that
0: I didn't like was, so the mom like was like, how it was rehab? And then Connie gets up and runs away from the table. And I was like, oh, no, 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 Connie. If you're going to like throw shade like that, you got to be able to take it like a champ.
1: Yeah, take it.
0: Take it like a champ, but give it back to her. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Connie runs out. Tom goes after her. And then, so Jason, do you think, because so Connie was like, I'm just drinking iced tea, but I feel high, like I've been drinking all night. Do you think that there was another script where Connie's drinks were being drugged? Oh, oh actually, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: that would make sense with something that happens very shortly after this in the movie.
0: Because she mentions that, but then it doesn't come up again.
2: Yeah. I hadn't thought that, but yeah, that totally makes sense.
0: So, um oh so then Amanda was like you know what Connie's wasted and and then she kept on saying how Connie was wasted and then she goes through Connie's purse yeah and finds pills hmm. but we don't know what kind of pills there are I'm like those could have been antidepressants for all we know
2: maybe she's on prep
0: it could have been prep <laughs>
2: <laughs> Birth control.
0: Right, right. We don't know. They never said what the pills Jeez. were, so they Gas relief. assumed that they were
1: drugs. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't want to end up on I wasn't expecting a baby. No Exactly. So then. Yeah.
0: Amanda shows. Was, was Amanda the one that showed Katie the picture of them hugging?
1: Yes. Probably sounds like something she'd do. Um,
2: no one questioned the, where she got that photo, by the way. Or I guess she claimed no. she saw them. She looked over and saw something and took it, didn't she? Right. Okay.
0: So then, um, Katie, then we see Katie. She's packing. Um, she's packing she Tom
2: Tom's bag. Bite.
1: Yeah. She's leaving Tom.
2: No, she's telling yep. Tom to get the fuck out.
1: Oh, was she packing his
2: stuff? Yeah, because he, at the end of the scene, he takes the bag.
1: Oh. I'd appreciate that, that at least she packed my stuff. Um. Then,
0: after this, Heather comes in. She's talking to Katie. Then she picks, a, this is not the time to tell someone that you think they have trust issues. Which is what she told Katie, and then goes into, you know, Katie's like, my wedding might not be happening, and you're bitching at me how I micromanage you. <laughs> it's
1: the perfect time.
2: I do, In Heather's defense, though, Katie was venting, and Heather was trying to, like, gently defend Tom because she knew that Katie was kind of overreacting in the moment, And Katie kind of said, like, well, why why are you defending him? And that's when Heather said, well, I think you have trust issues, and here's why. And here's some other examples
0: of things I've seen.
1: Here's a perfect segue.
2: Katie opened that door herself.
0: Right. But once again, it's not the time. You just play to them and go, "Uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, want a hug.
2: But, you know, Heather's kind of getting fed up with being the assistant.
0: So then, um, the next day, Connie goes to Katie's room. She apologizes. and we find out that Connie found a venue. And
2: how um, is it that the recovering freshly recovering alcoholic, is the first one to call the hotel that they're sit, staying in and spending a lot of money in to ask them, "Do you have a ballroom we could use?" Because the venue is the ballroom at the hotel they're all staying at.
0: Right. Right. And figure it out. Katie's not appreciative. Katie's like, oh, you're on drugs mm-hmm. and <laughs> pulls out the pills. Yeah. But once again they don't say what the pills are. No. And and Connie's like those aren't my pills. Um meanwhile, Tom is talking to his mom and he finally yells at her. And then we kept back to Katie and Amanda. They're talking. Katie well, said. About-
1: they're in like these like swimming pools, and they're so loud. Like they're, oh, so they're on, on their... bathhouse Bro. R- r- yeah. r-
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but aren't people
1: trying to relax in there? Um. It's so noisy.
0: So, so yeah. So then Katie's upset. Amanda's like, "You need to have more fun, and we could do this at your bachelorette party tonight." Woo! She's so just a bad mouthing and Connie. Party. And then I was like, were they at a bachelorette party at a gay bar?
2: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That dancer was one billion percent homosexual.
0: Yes. So, so then they have a special guest stripper. Tom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, huh, huh. Didn't do himself any favors. But but Katie liked it. And he does the strip thing. They hug. They make up. Then he goes outside the bar and Connie's waiting for him with flowers and... Uh, chocolates. Katie's favorite chocolates. Yeah.
2: yeah. And she's like, go, so, go, go get her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... She so he gets the chocolates, the flowers. Katie comes home that night, the flowers and the chocolates are waiting for her. She starts, she eats the chocolates, then she's in the mirror taking up her makeup, and all of a sudden she starts breaking out. And we find out that Katie has a nut allergy, and so. She's calling Amanda. They call downstairs. They call one of the workers, and I love this part because one of the workers is freaking out and being just useless. And Katie grabs the epipen and just shoots herself with it. Yeah. So then imagine
2: are- having a nut allergy on Bathhouse Row.
1: Right. It's the <laughs>
2: last place you want to have a nut allergy.
1: You'd have Without- no fun. Wait, I don't understand that. The nuts. Oh, you understand? You, you oh, want you cool.
2: want to have all the nuts possible without uh, without uh, a bad breakout.
1: That's why you go to bathhouse row for yeah. nuts. Look, I've been to Korean bathhouses and Russian Turkish bathhouses, and there's n- no shenanigans. No. That's I adorable, Kurt. That's there, adorable. What's that? That's I adorable. Bet there were shenanigans there. You just weren't looking. Yeah. You, Did you say that's adorable? I said
2: that's adorable, that you think that there were no shenanigans there, yes.
1: Not when I was there. Uh-huh. Sure. I mean, I don't, I, don't want, I don't think that as soon as I walked in, the shenanigans stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: just but, weren't being vigilant. Maybe
1: ba- on one
2: man's shenanigans is another guy's uh, good time. I don't know.
1: No, all, all... no, I've gone to places that are on the level. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're on the level when I was there, must have been on the level day. <laughs>
0: oh, so when Katie was in the hospital, I wrote here the doctor went to the Park Ranger School of Acting. Yeah, that's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years.
1: It's extremely dangerous. Well, she had a lot of years in medical school. Had no time for acting lessons. Maybe a well, real doctor. Well,
0: her uh, last line, she starts laughing. Like she's like, ah, "Stay away from nuts!" <laughs> and like, that's not funny. <laughs> she, she almost she's, died. She she's like
1: die Patch Adams. You know, she's she's like the doctor with a clown
2: nose. <laughs> <though, so. laughs> Patch Adams just going around making nut jokes to everyone.
1: Yeah, right. that's so funny. It's good to have a sense of humor when you're almost died. Because the way that
0: she laughed about it, I was like, oh, <laughs> who gave her that direction?
1: Um, ah. uh, <laughs> well, I have to go. I'm off to children's oncology. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh, so, the, of course... They're like, Connie did it. Connie tried to poison you. And then who said maybe Heather did it? Or did I just write that?
2: Heather, or Katie asked that. Katie's like, hey, um, has anyone seen Heather or spoken to her? Because she didn't show up at the bachelor party. So, again, like from a writing standpoint. Right you know, trying to plant the seeds that, like, okay, maybe Heather's the bad guy. The earlier, we missed this beat, but the, um, something happened with the mom. I forget what it was, but they're, oh, the the mom already knew that Tom and Katie were living together, and Tom's like, how'd you know? And she's like, oh, mother just knows. That's planting the seed that maybe the mom has been behind this
1: thing the entire time. That's what I thought at first, too. Yeah. I, well, not at first, but at some point, I thought maybe the mom is the one... I wish it was. So maybe then Katie, maybe it is. So Heather and
0: she's like, do you try it's to true. poison me?
1: <laughs> she <laughs> asked her what? she trying like, to poison you, her?
0: Yeah, she just asked her. You try well, to poison
1: me. Well, do you think a person is trying to poison you would we'll be honest? <laughs> well, Katie thought so. Yeah. I poison people, but I tell the truth.
0: And, and then... um <laughs> and and then Connie Connie and Amanda end up getting into it. And Amanda, oh, yeah. tells, Connie, Amanda tells Connie, "You're drunk and a drug addict."
2: Yeah. Well, cuz Connie kind of shows up out of the blue as they're going to some sort of venue on the water.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, now, yeah. Yeah. So so Connie leaves and this next part was hilarious because they're at the venue I guess that that's the rehearsal dinner, because pe- other people are there. And No, it's not the rehearsal they- dinner. Oh, so they were just hanging out?
2: Yeah, I don't know what this was, but because th- there's mention la- after this scene of, I just want to go to the rehearsal dinner and have fun tonight.
0: Because they were, because at this place at the venue they were at, it was definitely a party. Because there were a lot of people yeah. there. They were like, hi, hi, like doing the
1: round. I
2: think it was one of those like everyone's just getting into town for the wedding kind of things, but it's not the official rehearsal dinner.
1: Right. Okay. There's also okay. Um, Somebody's parents, I think, were slipped into the scene because you can see in the background there's this there's a guy with this long white beard. He looks like like that the R Crumb character with a the, beep, the beard is down to the ground and like go like a mile. And then so there's some woman sitting next to him and they're just kind of like in they're They're like prominently in the back. I don't think that's so those are the director's parents or somebody.
0: Katie. Right. Like, hey mom, do you want to come to the set? I'm going to put you in a scene.
1: Yeah, they got in it.
0: So, so this, so the next part was hilarious because mm-hmm. then Katie and, um, uh, Tom were taking pictures, and they're taking pictures and posing. And then all of a sudden, the railing in the bar breaks, and they fall into the water.
1: No, Katie falls. Katie
0: can't swim. Yeah,
1: yeah. This is the thing. She doesn't know life things. Like really, well, she doesn't so, know how to cook, not to swim. I love this moment because she falls in the water.
2: Someone screams, "Katie can't swim!" Tom jumps in nobody out this party of there's probably like 50 people there not one other person jumps in to try and help tom who can't seem to see katie right away and we know she can't swim
1: they're just like see how this plays out she she's not even floating she's like plunging to the bottom of the sea like she's the hope
2: diamond
1: yeah yeah uh, yeah, it's like it's like she's lost forever all of them
2: assholes all of them. Yeah, Everyone, well. uh, the, that old couple with the, the guy with the beard in the back—assholes too. Nobody else jumped in to save Katie.
1: That guy could have leaned his head over, and the beard could have kind of, yes. and she could have like grabbed <laughs> onto that. Yes, know? that could we're have reached the bottom beard, of the sea.
0: Dippenble?
1: Yeah, were there fish in that water? Like, what was going on? There weren't any sharks. So it wasn't like the ocean.
0: Well. She she ended up like spitting up water like she had to like you know well
2: there there's a water species in that uh body of water known as assholes everywhere.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, she wasn't she wasn't breathing, and then so she wait so she spits out water. She wakes up and she's like, "This railing was
1: sabotaged." Heather's a good assistant. She gets she gets the water out of her and right. She she knows mm-hmm. her needs. Heather needs a raise.
0: I think so. So they go back to the hot, They go back to the hotel. Connie's <laughs> leaving, and Katie's like, "Connie, you loosen the railing," and they convince Connie. They convince Katie to call the police. At this point, Katie kicks everybody out of her room, mm-hmm. including Tom. Like everybody, she's like, "I hate all of you. Get out." I like that. Yes and then
1: cuz it's assholes and numbers you know
0: so connie yeah, sure. actually goes back to the candy store and the guy that works in candy store was like the, the the candy that i sold you had no nuts in them whatsoever
2: and i i go to bathhouse row all the time i know my nuts
0: i know my i know my nuts That's and there were question. no nuts in this chocolate <laughs> <laughs> Like
1: and I've had chocolate now. Yeah, well, that's for another podcast. (laughs) Not that I want to be on.
0: (laughs) So, um, oh, okay. So this is when Tom and
2: Amanda were at the bar, right? Well, yeah, as as Connie, after she confronts the the nut-loving candy store guy, uh, outside the window, she sees Tom and Amanda walking together, so she follows them to a bar. Mm-hmm. She's snooping. Yeah.
1: She
0: is Which snooping.
2: Which is good.
1: Yeah. And yeah, she, she does a pretty does good well. job. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: But then she makes it. She makes a mistake that snoopers make, and I'll get into that in a second. Okay. Well, she makes a couple mistakes yeah. coming up. Yeah, I agree. So, Amanda and Tom are talking. Amanda tells Tom, "You know, maybe you should slow this whole thing down." And then she's like, "And by the way, Tom, I'm in love with you. I've always been in love with you." Blah 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 blah. blah. And she kisses Tom, and Tom is like, what the fuck are you doing? I love Katie. And uh, uh, Connie, like, films the whole thing Mm -hmm. on her phone. Very good. Very nice. But then, this is the mistake that people always make. Connie then goes, uh, confronts Amanda, she's fighting with her, and then she holds up the phone and says, I have the evidence right here. No, you're not supposed to do that. You go, you fight with them, but you don't reveal that you have the evidence. She should have just
2: sent that off to Katie right the fuck away.
0: Exactly. She could have just airdropped it or whatever she needed to do.
2: Again, Connie, asshole. Asshole. All of them assholes.
0: Right. So then this next part was assholiness at its finest. And it was very entertaining because Connie's fighting with Amanda then Amanda just out of the blue starts wrecking the room and going help, help! Yes. And Connie's like, "What are you doing?" And then Amanda like breaks a bottle and like stabs herself. Yes. And She's like, "She's beating me up."
1: Yes, I saw that in Little House in the Prairie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know during during the later years, like the the Ingalls, not the Ingalls, but uh, come on, it was the. The, the blonde girl, Nelly. Oh, not Nelly, oh, but Nelly. Okay. Well, so, if it was so the Nellie later seasons, it
2: wasn't Nelly. It was um. Oh God, Nancy. Nancy.
1: Okay, it was Nancy. Yeah, because Nelly was gone. So, so, so Nancy did that with a girl. Like Nancy, like put like mud on her dress and stuff. She said, "You did this to me." You know one thing about Nancy?
2: She was an asshole too. Oh,
0: she totally was. And Mrs. Olsen was an asshole too. Yeah. Um but yeah I did love this that when she's, I did love it though when she stabbed herself.
2: I love this whole and scene. Uh, I this whole sequence the the movie took it to a whole new level of nuts and I was
1: here for it. I Like then they went in the hallway and people are like disturbed in the hall. guy comes out of the room like what's going on out here? And they're like let's, yeah. let's, look. the guys like let me bring you back in the room so you can bleed in here. You're disturbing so, people
0: So, Connie gets arrested, but what I like is, so, Amanda had Connie's phone, and Katie noticed that Amanda had Connie's phone. Yeah. And Amanda's like, and and Connie's, and Katie's like, why do you have Connie's phone? And Amanda makes up some excuse.
2: Yeah, she's like, Connie threw it at me, which is actually believable in this moment.
0: So, then Katie tells Amanda, you know what? I just need to go out and get some air and just do like a quick errand. I'll be back. And uh, Katie then goes to the jail and talks to Connie. And Katie's like, okay, I'm starting to believe you, but I need to see. Oh, she's like, I'm starting to believe you. And And then Connie goes and looks on the phone and Amanda had erased it. And then Connie's like, well, does your uh, cloud backup, does your phone like black up backup on your cloud and on your computer? And Connie's like, well, I don't have a computer, but I have a tablet. And then Katie's like, okay, so what's your password? And that's when Connie's like, one, two, three, four. And Katie looks at her like, Really? <laughs>
1: she's got some nerve though
2: the next thing that happens though I thought was hilarious and it's a tiny little detail but it made me laugh so much so Connie tells her hey my my tablet's in my room so Connie is in custody of the police right now Connie somehow still has her room key in the pocket
1: of her jacket and (laughs) hands it to Katie well, she wasn't really in right. jail. She was in. She was in like a questioning room. They something.
2: brought her in.
1: Yeah,
2: they they hauled her away. She didn't go like on her own volition. They hauled her away.
1: Yeah, they
0: take your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they take all of your stuff. They take right, your I jewelry and everything.
1: Yeah, I was never arrested.
0: Plus,
2: that because that room key, you can sharpen been, that, though. turn that into what a weapon.
0: I, I mean, I've, I've never been arrested either. I just see on TV shows where at the end they give them, like, their bag. Yeah. Like a plastic bag with their stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Oh, so this next part, I actually enjoyed Katie actually being smart. Because we don't see it that often, someone being kind of smart, actually.
1: No, especially not So Katie,
0: Katie goes back to Amanda's room. And she's talking to Amanda. Amanda's starting to act kind of sus at this point.
2: Well, before um, she's in Amanda's her- room, first she's in Connie's room. She finds the tablet, puts in her bag. But as she's walking out of the room, Amanda happens to come out and basically sweeps her up. And is like, oh, we got to go get ready for the wedding.
0: Right. So they're getting ready. And then Katie at one point was like, oh, I forgot something in the closet and goes in the closet and actually looks at the tape. Yeah. Or looks at the, the video. Yeah. <laughs> so she sees it goes down. So then she goes back out. Amanda's still acting weird. And then Heather shows up and Katie is like, okay. She starts bossing Heather around and says, listen, I need you to go in here for a minute cause I need to give you something. And then she tells, they go in to the closet and she tells heather okay I think amanda's the one that's doing all this i need you to get this out of here and she'll her to take it to the police right
2: yeah well she would basically go get connie
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and here's here's it and she gives her like a bag with the
1: tablet and stuff in it. yeah she's easy to find just walk in there everything's open the uh- Right. She's got her keys. Cell is unlocked. Like,
2: so I have Connie's room key, but I've also got keys to her jail cell. So if you need them, they're right here. <laughs> right.
0: So then Heather leaves. Amanda figures out what's going on. Then Amanda I love this next part, because then Amanda is like, you know, does her villain speech. And then Amanda takes the candle and sets the room on fire. Yes. And locks well, her in.
1: Well, she also yeah. says, she also explains to Amanda that she knows it's her, and she's like, took you long enough.
0: Now, what I always thought, I always thought that hotel rooms had the kind of fire um, – fire alarm where it starts shat, the like sprinklers the starts up top yeah. The ceiling. Yeah, yeah
2: probably but we don't we don't know where hot springs was that might not be like a code thing there and this room looked like it was very cheaply it was supposed to be a nice hotel but they were using cheap materials to build that building
0: well yeah it's going to go up fast materials because the fire is <laughs> going and Connie kicked a hole in the door
1: yeah <laughs> it was like a one door. just like the tiniest thinnest layer of wood yeah. The door is made of craft paper. Yeah, and she she basically puts her foot through it. <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah, because I thought she was going to kick the door down, and she just kicked a hole in the door, yeah. and then pulled yeah. Katie through the hole.
2: Because I've like usually when you stay at a hotel, it's like a heavy steel door.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> so then this next part was funny too, because then they save Katie. Connie saves Katie. They're outside. Katie's talking to Tom, and then they're taking Amanda out, and then Amanda just runs and, like, pushes away from the police, runs, and just starts strangling she, Katie. She and fucking and
2: tackles st- her.
0: She comes yeah, running from yeah. behind and
2: just knocks her to the ground. This was my favorite moment in a Lifetime movie
1: ever.
0: And she's just strangling her, and Tom is, like, nowhere to... She pushes Tom away, and the- Tom is nowhere to be found.
1: This was her last chance. Oh yeah, that's that's Tom. Yeah, he's chivalry is right there. This rivals.
2: This rivals the fireball coming out of the oven and killer contractor, and (laughs) er, um, um, Eric Roberts (laughs) talking to the CPR dummy in that uh, Stalked by My Doctor movie. This was an epic lifetime moment.
0: Because he strangled her for a long time. I know. Like she was starting to black out. And then then Connie just comes and grabs her and pulls her off. Like it was nothing spectacular. Yeah. She only just grabs her and pulls her off.
1: Yeah. And then one month later. Amanda's arrested.
2: Wait, before one month right. later, Pit is arrested and Connie goes over to the cop car and she starts asking her, why'd you do it? <laughs>
1: And she's and she's nice to her. She's like, I hope you get the help that you that you need. After you tried to strangle me, you tried to drown me and poison me.
0: Right. <laughs> and then one month later, Tom and Katie get married. And Katie's wearing like, it was like a, it was like a, um, it was kind of an authentic sort of a dress, right? It was the mom's like, dress. Yeah. 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 Um, and the mom's nice, and now everybody's, like, re- reformed assholes.
1: Yeah. Maybe now that they're through all that, they could stop being assholes.
0: I hope But not. yeah, I really enjoyed this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this
2: was fun. I would watch these assholes every week.
0: I would, too. I to would, back. too. <laughs> Well, that was it. And I guess we got to let Kurt go to bed because, Kurt, you've got like some travels tomorrow.
1: Right. I do. Yes. I'm going to be going to the Rogue Festival in Fresno. To right. Do my show this weekend.
0: So if you want to find me, you can find me um, on my website, leskirkendahlbarrett.com jason please
2: rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast give us five stars it helps more people find the show you can find us all on facebook instagram and threads at lifetime of hallmark podcasts and you can find me on uh, facebook instagram and threads at big shot jason kurt
1: yes a rogue festival in fresno with my show the Jester of all maladies it'll be this weekend march 1st 2nd 3rd So it's Friday night, 7 o'clock, and then Saturday, Sunday, at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., both days.
0: And I've seen the show. It's very good. It might even make you cry a little bit. So go and see it. It's very good. I I highly recommend it. And I I am actually featured in a documentary. Um, It's called... uh, It's called... um, Behind the, no, not Behind, it's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. And um, one of the things I do, I am a stand-up comic, and The Fourth Wall is a comedy club where I do stand-up. And so they made a documentary about it, and I am featured in it. So you can see Breaking the Fourth Wall on Tubi. Tubi, Tubi,
1: Tubi. All right. It's called Behind the Green Door.
0: I wish I was in behind the green door. (laughs) My dad used to have that movie.
2: Is the door one fly (laughs) like the door in the hotel in this
0: movie? (laughs) Anyway, that's it. So I guess we better let Kurt go to bed.
1: Well, okay. Everybody can go to bed all right no it's
0: only but is it even eight o'clock yet for us i need to go eat so bye bye bye
2: assholes
1: <laughs>